0: Welcome to Episode 4 of the Ice Cash Report. Tim and I are back to break down the Penguins' home opener as Youngstown State took care of Howard after a little scare in the first half, 54-28. to 28. Tim, I think it was, first of all, it's a win, but it was a mixed bag of some glaring needs that we need to correct and, you know, some things that might be a big-time strength to the Penguins' this coming season. Yeah, I think
1: it was a combination, like you said, a mixed bag. Uh, obviously, listening to uh, Coach Bo Pelini after the ball game, I think explained it perfectly. He was not happy. No, he was upset because there were a lot of misassignments. The defense did not react well at times, and they got behind early. Uh, yeah, and now. Obviously, on the other side of the, of the coin is they did score 54 points. They yeah, did dominate yeah. it after the second quarter. They did play well uh, throughout different parts of the game. But, yeah, you could see the coach in Bo who was not satisfied with just winning the ball game. And, you know, that first quarter, I, th- I believe, really set the tone about why he was so upset Miss yes. assignments uh, I mean that touchdown pass uh, That Newton had Where they got on the score first mm-hmm. I, th- I believe really was Without questioning uh, One of the biggest blown
0: coverages We've seen YSU have in a while First of all Howard's better than What I thought And like we said last week You can't really go off of the Maryland game Because Maryland's probably going to be an 8-win team I mean that team looks good So you really, like we said, you throw that out the window. Second, all, Kayla Newton's a really good quarterback. That kid's good. Yes, he is. And, uh, Tim, I think it's something you mentioned a couple weeks ago. The one downfall maybe against Sanford was when Ola Doken came in the game, We struggled with a running quarterback. And I think Howard knew that. And I think they took advantage of that early on with some breakdowns. Look, it was irritating. That whole afternoon was... Defensively, we didn't look good at all. Not going to complain about putting up 54 points. And the penalties are just stupid mistakes. However, after dissecting a little more and going back and watching the game again, I think we saw a combination of a couple things. First of all, the week off probably hurts your momentum. You know that, it, Look, it shouldn't, but it did. You get a big win, and then you've got to sit on it for 13 days, 14 days. And then, let's be honest, YSU has 53 freshmen on this roster. Redshirt or incoming freshmen, we're one of the youngest teams in Missouri Valley. We're not making excuses, that's what it is. And when you see your opponent get beat 79-0, it lets you go, okay, we, can, we should be able to roll our helmets dots so and we should be able to beat them. And like you and I said, we can't do that. But... This team's not going to learn until they get into a situation like that. And, Tim, I, I thought what you said uh, last Tuesday was one big thing we were looking for, how would the Penguins react when they had adversity? How would this team react when they got down? We saw a little test of it, you know, 14-6 at home. And I think everybody, including myself, thought, oh, boy. This better not be like Butler last year. But there was a lot of positives. Tim, let's focus on the positives. We can sit here all day and talk about the penalties and the defensive line assignments. The offensive line has come light years from where it was last year. You have 731 rushing yards in two games. I get it, Sanford and Howard. But you have 731 rushing yards in two games. I mean, that's pretty impressive no matter who you're playing.
1: Oh, there's no question. They did well, and Joe Alessi had a great game yes. running the ball, and you know, he got on the board first. Uh, it was unfortunate they missed uh, McFadden missed the extra point. That was another contention. I think, yeah, uh, we'll Bo talk had about that later about special teams not performing to the level they need to. But yeah, then you gave up back to ta- back, you know, touchdowns basically uh, to to Howard, and you know, as you mentioned, Caitlin uh, Newton's a heck of a ball player. There's yeah. no question about it. I mean, he hit that 50-yard pass to uh, Kyle Anthony, get him on board. That was the blown assignment. He
0: might be the best receiver we'll see all year.
1: Yeah, and that was a blown assignment. Yes. And yeah, he got was. behind the defense. He was wide open, and he just kind of, you know, glided into, the, uh, the, end zone into the end zone. But, you know, then the defense came up with an interception on the next possession. So, I mean, they did well. I mean, it was unfortunate. But, you know, these things happen. Um, Howard again, and. What you know, again, you know, Newton had a nice run. I mean, he had a good plays. I mean, he made a 12-yard pat run. You know, he found a little swing pass for mm-hmm. 5 and 11 yards. And then they were down close, and they were able to run it in and take it, an early 14-6 lead. And at that time, we're thinking, oh, boy. all right, you just got punched in the mouth. Yeah. How are you going to handle it? Exactly. And they, they they came out well. You know, when they were able to get that
0: fumble. Big time fumble, yes. deep in their territory. You know, they,
1: obviously, why yes. she scored made it fourteen thirteen. Yes, and then they got the fumble, and that to me was huge. That, yes, that, that was that when, was, like that the back was when the I believe they really started making a that, difference.
0: Yes, that was after the long swing pass. They had Newton corralled. He found space, and he found the tailback out of the backfield for a long gain. And the Penguins came the next play and uh, forced a fumble. Tim. You brought up last week, and I think we can sit here every game this year and say the keys to the game is quarterback play. And how is Mays going to play? How is Craig Craft going to play? The thing that impressed me the most was we had adversity early, 14-6. Things were not going well offensively. We were struggling with the passing game, although the interception was a combination of Mays didn't set his feet. Uh, the receiver should have caught that a little behind him. But if Mays sets his feet and hits him a stride, the Penguins are up 14 nothing or 14-7. And, you know, we may not even be talking about 14-6. So, but the Penguins are down 14-6, Tim. And Nathan Mays comes back with some really, really nice passes. And all off season, we wondered, can we throw the ball downfield? Can we stretch the ball downfield? Can we throw it vertically, 30, 40 yards downfield? And I tell you what, Samuel St. Cern and uh, Jeremiah Braswell were blowing by defenders on Saturday. And the Penguins were stretching it down the field. And I loved it. Mays did a great job getting Howard to jump three or four times offsides. I think we got three or four offsides calls. And hit on two of them. You hit on two of them. That's pretty impressive. And the... And you could have hit a third, it was just right out of the reach of the, the receiver's hands. So I thought, you look at the numbers of the Penguins was passing, 9 of 18, I thought Nathan Mays played really well.
1: Yeah, and he did exactly what you wanted him to do. I mean, hitting 50% was is a little low.
0: Well, Craig crowd was 1-4 all, right? Right, so. yeah,
1: but just in generally speaking, I mean, you would love to see it around 60% or better. However
0: Maze eight of fourteen for one eighty two. Yeah,
1: there you go. So Yeah. And that's exactly what you're looking for in that range. So yeah. on that you know, but he has done so well improving week to week. Exactly. And that's all you're looking for. These four games, you know, obviously, you know, against Sanford and Howard, those mm-hmm. the first two games, we've seen quality play out of Mays. Yes. And that's what they need. They need the continued growth at that position. Obviously he brings the running game to out of that position which Rand is roll, huge. R- exactly ball really
0: well against Saturday. for he had seven carries, thirty yards, average of four yards per carry, and a touchdown on third and two.
1: Exactly. I um, mean Well, that's what you want. Someone who can score inside the five. Yes. You know, gives you a, another advantage in, in play calling down low when you're on the goal line. And more than anything is you're able to extend plays, designated runs if they go five to seven, ten yards, fantastic, you know, or more. But in the same vein, if you're picking up three or four, you're doing your move, you're helping moving the sticks, mm-hmm. and that's what's important, you know. And you're giving the defense a different look; they're not just concentrating only on your running backs. They now have to pay attention exactly. to that. And I think in time we're going to see the slot receivers and tight ends become more of a runner at times. Yes. And you know, you're going to have a more diverse offense. I think each week, that's what I want to you're see. You have a little bit more. I want to see the incorporation of the offense yes. and the incorporation of now teams have to practice multiple things against you all week. So that takes them away from concentrating on certain things. That to me is where the offense will take that next level. Duquesne now has two games to look at, Yes, and now you're going to, have to show them a new wrinkle this week that they haven't seen that Robert Morris will have to deal with, Yes, and so forth. And you're going to use the same sets that you used in the past to run those plays. For now, they have to look at it. Well, they, we're not tipping a thing off if we're in this yes. set. I think the offense continued growth right now is going to be huge. But yeah, I, I, overall... Uh, the offense is ahead of where I thought it would be i got to give them a, you know, a C-plus for the game as a team. I think that's where they belong. They made some
0: mistakes. They overcame them. Bill, let's talk about that for a minute. Special teams continues to be. Now, c- coverage-wise, kick coverage and punt coverage, I thought was pretty good for the Penguins. Yes. A couple of breakdowns here and there. Most of the time, either McFadden kicked in the end zone for a touchback or you had him down the 20-25 line. That's like a touchback, too. I was okay with that. We've got to make extra points. And, and those are going to come back to bite you. It didn't bite you against Howard. The one he just missed, he he hooked or he pushed out. Second one, the line led uh, penetration off the edge, and that's just we got to get that cleaned up. Punting, it we averaged twenty-two and a half yards per punt. Look, that's yeah. not good. No, we know be that's not him. good. However, be
1: better than that,
0: I think. With the line still not, you can't put it all on the punter. He's a walk-on. And I'm not trying to make excuses for him. But I think relax, slow down. And defensively, this was probably, it was not a good game all around. We gave way too many rush yards. Didn't corral Newton as well as we could have, I thought. That kid's a hell of a football player. And like you and I talked about last week, they're going to try to get us some space. And how are we going to tackle in space? I thought we started out poorly. I thought we got better as the game went on. You look at Howard's numbers. though They were in 77 plays, 306 passing yards. It is exactly what Sanford wanted to do to you, but they couldn't. So if I gave you these numbers, Tim, 77 offensive plays, 28 points, 306 passing yards, 133 on the ground against Sanford, we'd be like, okay, we'll take that. That's what Sanford does to many teams. People forget Howard last year scored 32 on Ohio U. That Ohio U team went to a bowl game last year. And Kalen Newton played in that game. Two years ago, Kalen Newton led Howard to a win at UNLV. UNLV's not great. They're still an FBS team. I don't think we're going to see a better receiver in the country than Kyle Anthony this year. Now, that kid's a stud. And we had matchup problems all day long. We just were not... They were bigger than we were. At a couple positions, they were much bigger than we were. The only thing I didn't like was we kind of sat back in a soft zone way too much. Almost like we respected our speed a little too much.
1: Yeah, and that may have been because you got up big at one time. So you just played your base defense and you wanted to work on it. So when you do that, you're vulnerable to certain plays. And we gave up some garbage yards. like so We did. And I I think that may have had some level of it on it. But, yeah. I mean, like I said, the defense
0: had its breakdowns at times. But let's focus on, like you said, we had a lot of breakdowns defensively. However, they're correctable. They are correctable. You didn't play well, and we're sitting here a 26-point win. And it's okay to nitpick here and there. And look, you can't have 13 penalties for 130-something yards. You can't have these breakdowns defensively. But our defensive ends are good. I mean, when we needed to get pressure, second quarter on, we started corralling Kayla Newt in the pocket. South Dakota State's got a running quarterback. North Dakota State's got a running quarterback. Like you said, Tim, teams are going to try to exploit that at YSU's defense where they struggle stopping a running quarterback. But I tell you what, when it's third and long, boy, we can pin our ears back and come after you. And we don't have to send a blitz.
1: Well, here's, the good thing. Here's the two stats that stand out, talking about the defense. Uh, Howard was 7-14 of 14 on third down. Yep. A little too high. L- not, yeah, a little too high. A little too high, but understandable, like you said, who they're playing and the quarterback making plays. Yeah, that's and, what the offense wants to do. They want exactly. to throw it on the I line. I mean, they uh, let's be honest, at 439 total yards. Yeah, I mean, they're going they, to
0: throw it on the lot That's what they want to do. When you give up
1: 439 total yards, you're – you're giving up some yardage. Yeah. I mean, I know why she had 640 yards in the game. However, you're giving up 439. That's that's huge. And I grant you, 306 is through the air there. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. So chances are most of those first downs came through the air. The important thing is on fourth down they 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 stopped them twice. Yes. I thought that was huge. You know, they gave up almost 10 yards per pass. Again, like you said, they're
0: playing a, a, a very soft, uh, yeah, almost keep it in front, not not going to try to give up the big play. They gave up the big play a couple times.
1: Right. And you held them to three yards per carry. So that's not bad. I mean, no. they, like I said, the problems I saw when I watched the game on ESPN Plus was the blown assignments in the, in the defensive Are back. Are the problems correctable? Yes. I agree. And... I think that was what upset the Apple card so much for the coaching staff after the game. They were winning was important, but if you judge this game only on win and losses, exactly. that you're losing the focus of what you're trying to achieve. Exactly. You're not getting And better. I thought that's exactly what was going on. Time of possession that is somewhat of a concern. Well, it is had- and it isn't. You know what I mean? It goes both ways. Obviously, that means you're scoring quickly when you scored. Yeah, like, like 3-1 like, play scoring. Exactly. Progress, yeah. So it, it doesn't tell the entire story. Yeah. But when a team has the ball over thirty, almost 35 minutes for the, for the entire game, somewhat of a concern. Not a major concern. It's a stat to keep watch of as the season Here's progress. another
0: stat that I want to point out, to And look, at, and I don't want to seem negative because it's, there's a lot of pauses that came from this game, too. It. It looked ugly like you say. It looked ugly being in the stadium. It looked ugly for you watching on TV. Penguins give up zero sacks again. Yeah. That means Mays is getting the ball out. It's exactly He's not it. making mistakes. Look, if you tell me that Nathan Mays is going to go 8-14 of 14 for 182 yards, I'm going to take it every time, Tim. He, because this running game is good enough to get 200. Exactly, and you caused three turnovers. Exactly. So, You've I had mean, seven turnovers forcing and. Is that seven or Forsen? Yeah. In, in two days in two games, two
1: games, exactly. Uh, the other concern for YSU and and you mentioned it earlier was uh, thirteen penalties.
0: Let's That's talk a about lot. that. Howard had two drives where they scored because we had six penalties on that. Two of them came on third and long, and that was a lot of problem we had last year. So, so if the was take drives that, exactly. because of defensive penalties, you got to get off the field. Your defense made a play to get off the field, and you made a boneheaded play to give it up it just, so you cut those out if you cut those drive continuing penalties out there's 14 points off the board Tim we're sitting here 54-14 right. it's a and game. we're sitting here thinking man well that's this is so, why I think we've seen
1: after the game where Pelini was that, not thrilled with the way they played no. and I understand that I mean, overall, that's why I say when you give them a C plus, they played well at times. They made some really good plays, especially offensively. Like you said, scoring on three. I'm different- not
0: concerned about the offense. Yeah, and, is-
1: but defense, they had their laps at times. Yeah, and the penalties that extended drives were uncalled for. I mean, those are the things exactly that, because those that guys have really been in your you.
0: program, for, you know, for a while. Gibson and Craig, you know, the guys have been in the program. Tim. Real quick before we get on to Duquesne, there's two guys on the defensive side of the ball that I want to uh, talk about real quick. Uh, he's quickly turning into one of my favorite guys on the defensive side. D Ford again, steps up with a pick six that was negated by a stupid foul. Didn't have to do it. Um, that that kick continues to make plays. And then probably hands down the best game he's played as a Penguin Malik um, Richman was an absolute monster. He may not get all the sacks or tackles, but he is um, funneling you right back into Sharif Bynum and to Craig and to Justice Reed. And then your linebackers are coming up. The Penguins are, they got a special set of defensive ends. And look, it, we're working progress eventually. You got two new defensive backs out there, and one's coming off the an AC out there. So we got to clean a lot of things up. But down 14 select last year, We're probably not winning that game. Now let's, uh, let's call it like it is. When the Penguins got down 14-6 last year. That instead of turning it to a blowout. We're into a nail bite of the whole game. You know. We're averaging 49 and a half points. So there's a lot of positives to take away. Um, there's a, there, there's a lot of things we've got to work on. Penguins are not going to have 13 penalties, 130 yards every game. That's just, they're not going to do that. I And I think it's a lot of pent-up energy, a lot of excitement. So with that said, first of all, 12,500 people started at the home opener, and the students were out there all game long. They were allowed. That was great. Now we turn our focus to Duquesne. Dukes come in 1 out with a win over Walsh. Uh, they were a playoff team last year. They won a playoff game. They return their All American quarterback in Daniel Parr. And they return their All American running back in A.J. Hines. Yes. Penguins are going to. Uh, this is a step up in competition. This is their toughest game of the season. This is Duquesne's toughest game of the season. Tim, let's talk a little bit about the Dukes coming to standby this Saturday at two o'clock. Looking at just how they played last week, obviously it's Walsh. It's Walsh,
1: yeah. But uh, it was a dominating performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they scored in every quarter. They were consistent scoring throughout the game. They scored one in the f- one touchdown in the first quarter, and then two touchdowns basically in every quarter after that. They got a field goal in the fourth quarter. Uh, late, but the point is that is an offense you're going to have to see. It's going to challenge you defensively, and it's going to be interesting to see. As you mentioned, you've got players like Hines, and you have the quarterback to deal with, and I think it's going to be a, an interesting challenge for them. Obviously, how they handle that offense here by Duquesne defensively is going to be a challenge. Now, the good news is for the Penguins, this is their third game, and they actually have now been challenged in both games prior,
0: yeah, you've seen some good offense.
1: What happened in the fourth quarter down in Alabama against Samford was really an opportunity for the defense to play. Yep, and l- last week against last <laughs> week against Howard, they had to take on a offense that had a lot of options. Quarterback could play. You had a running back who can make plays. You had wideouts who got open. So. I'm, I'm really interested to see how the defense handles this. Because can they put pressure on a quarterback? Exactly. And can they get to the quarterback this week?
0: Yeah, this is – you know, I don't want to make it bigger than it is. It's game three. But like you said, your biggest improvement not doesn't come week one to week two. It comes week two to week three. I think there's a lot of teaching points out there that Bo and the staff can drill home. They should be motivated. This There's no excuse to come out – this is a big game. Whether people want to believe it or not, Duquesne was a better team than you last year. They were were a nine-win team last year. They won a playoff game. And they're coming to your house. This is the biggest home game we've had in two years. I'm not trying to, you know, make it bigger than it is. This is a big measuring stick. Right. No, you're right. This is the biggest
1: non-conference game they've had at home in a while.
0: Yeah. It could Uh, be
1: three years. They don't have that many non-conference games at home that actually exactly. are intriguing exactly and this time they have it obviously this is a big challenge i mean you have to contain par. Can you get to par is going to be a big part of you know the storyline mm-hmm. and defensively and then like yes you mentioned can you contain a.j heinz yes i mean heinz had a 57 yard run we know he's breakaway speed you know you have wideouts who can make plays you got Davey Henderson and Dwayne Murphy, both of them, can make plays in the pass game. And then Dominic Thiesman, who can make a play for Duquesne. So they have playmakers. And it's going to be a challenge defensively for them. And right now, as I look at this, some of the keys I see is more. Obviously, I I say quarterback play. But more than that, I'll put that three today, next week. I, I want to see the defense front seven. Make plays. I think we're going to see that. Get to the quarterback.
0: Too. I think we're going to see that. Get to the
1: quarterback and force him to get rid of the ball sooner than he wants. And, B, can you contain Heinz? I think containing Heinz is going to be a huge exactly. part of the front seven. Make job. them
0: one-dimensional.
1: Well, exactly. Take an option away from them. And, like you said, make them one-dimensional. Make them have to throw the ball, and then you can just try to set the dogs free to go get them. And, hopefully, that will be the case. I, I th- honestly believe the key defensively for them is containing Heinz and really taking the run game away from them and then putting pressure on par. If they can do those two things, that's my one and two, yep. and then my three is always uh, all season long because it matters so much now in college football more than ever before. Quarterback play always mattered. But I now, just, now under play the play. way the game has been played
0: with spread offenses, it's even more important. Tim, I, I agree 100%. This matchup intrigues me because, like you said, this is a playoff team from last year. This is, your, this is your non-conference test at home to show your fans and to show the conference. These guys won't be pushovers like last year. I really like this matchup for our defense. You talk about the front seven trying to make plays. You want them to make plays. This game sets up really well. Part of the quarterback is really talented. He's a senior. He's been in the playoffs. He's won a game. I know I'm saying that a lot. If we want to get there, we've got to beat these kind of teams. They don't run him very much. He had two carries, eight yards against Walsh. Pin your ears back. Come after him. If you can win on first and second down, it could be a long afternoon for Duquesne. So my key is let's win on first and second down on defense. No stupid penalties, please. I mean... We saw it yesterday in the NFL, we saw it Saturday with us, cut the penalties out, and then three, let's see continued improvement from Nathan Mays. I really like what he's been doing. I really like what I've been doing, and what he's been doing. And I'll even say this, give Mays the whole game. Let's if you wanna play Craycraft, play him when the game's in your favor, let's let Mays be the guy I think he's earned it and let's see continued development in the passing game because from week one against Stanford to week two against Howard, Nathan Mays has done a good job. And the receivers, uh, let's keep making plays down the field.
1: I think you bring up a really good point. 13 penalties last week for about 135 yards. Got to cut that out. You got to get that under That doesn't be judges. anybody in the conference. Get it down to eight or nine penalties minimum. I mean, maximum, I should say. Uh, obviously, minimum should be zero. Yeah. But maximum, get it under t- – Double digits. Get it down to eight. Get it down. Take five, eight or nine penalties for less than 75 yards. You're doing okay. And then go from there. Exactly. Let's make an improvement there. Exactly. I'm not trying cut to. Cut out the. I'm not asking for zero.
0: I'm asking let's cut five penalties out of the game. Cut out the stupid personal fouls. Cut out the sideline warnings. I mean, God, oh, my. I mean, that's that's getting old. Uh, there are some, some calls there that. Winning against us, shouldn't have gone against us. But that's every game. That's every team. Like you said, let's go cut down an H still a lot. H too much to win in the conference. But you cut down 60 yards and penalties. Tim, 60 yards is two drives. Howard doesn't score. And we're sitting here talking, boy, the Penguins gave up 14 points to a really good quarterback. Obviously, you're going to get your holding penalties.
1: We're going to Obvious, get. No, well, and you're going to get a few defensive penalties against you, probably play. pass interference, stuff like that. Just we because we of the yeah. game, the way the game's played today. Exactly. However, the key is, like you said, dead ball fouls has to end, meaning no more encroachments, no more false starts, no more 15 yard personal fouls. Yes. Those where you clean it up makes a huge difference. And you cut that by five. Cut it down from five. You're at 13 last week. Get it down to eight. Yep. Anything over eight, you make them run like hell. You I know? agree. I, and you know the coaching staff just you know really makes them work hard. And I think they do that no matter what. But that's just you know, the the fan. You. Yeah. The fan and everybody is make them run hard. <laughs> make them make them pay for those mistakes. They'll learn. And uh, however. I think, you know, that will be a big key to this ball game. If you pay attention to YSU over the years, especially in the Polina era, when they are under control and have less penalties, they're a fantastic team. Yep. When they self destruct, extend drives, and defensively create easy yardage against them, they're very defeatable. Yep. and that they kind of like and that's every team though. Yeah, and that's where they're at. And I think that's where the growth of this team is going to come on the mental side of the ball right now. Exactly. If you cut out the emotional penalties that are personal fouls and you cut out the non-contact fouls, the, the encroachments and the false starts, you've now Climb to that next level exactly. where you'll be ready for for conference play in two weeks. And, you know, you still have a long way to go. You got this week and next week. And each week you want to see gro- improvement because the ultimate goal is to be ready, you know, for Northern Iowa when you get that, yep. that game, you know, comes in. However, before you can get there, you have to play these two games. And most importantly, this week's game against Duquesne. And that's where they're at. I like where they're at. I think we've seen improvement from week one to week two to, uh, in certain areas. I think we see some digression uh, yep. in in other areas. However, now we're back in routine. We don't have a buy for a while. Yep. So let's continue forward. I think that may have been part of the problem they had. I think teams. I do too. I think the layoff I've heard. I think layoffs hurt teams early in the season. I think later in the season, when you get one, you can get healthy, and it also helps when you have exam times and stuff mm-hmm. like that to take pressure off the off the players. However, I think routine is a wonderful thing. They know, you know, when practices is. Yep. They, they know what they have to get their class work in. They you know they get in a routine. They get in the classes for football uh, and all that that during the week. So. I think it's really important uh, when they get into a solid routine. Now they're back into it.
0: They don't have a, a bye for a few weeks. This is a matchup I like. It's also going to be a tough matchup. But I think this matchup, specifically our defense against their offense, I think it suits our strengths better than Sanford or Howard. I want to see, honestly, we got to cut down on penalties. If we cut down on penalties, we're going to be all right. But we're still a young team. We are a young football team. August first, if I told you, Tim, we're going to sit here, two and zero, coming into this game with two, three touchdown wins. You would have taken that in a heartbeat. I would have taken that in a heartbeat. Let's look. I know we didn't look great Saturday, but like you tweeted out yesterday, or might have been today, no loss is a good loss. That's a bullcrap excuse. You can learn from winning too. And I think the Penguins can learn a lot from beating Howard. And I think they will. I think they will. I think they're going to cut out the stupid personal foul penalties. Let's be there Saturday. There's no reason not to be there again. There's n- Crowd on Saturday was absolutely phenomenal. It was loud. They were engaged the whole time. The students were there and loud. 12,000 strong. Let's get after to Duquesne, Tim. And let's about 5.30 again. Boy, I like singing that fight song, huh? Fun, let's sing it? that fight song at 5 next Saturday, huh? All right, let's wrap this one up. So, for Tim, I'm Anthony. You've listened to episode four of the Ask Cash Report. Penguins home this Saturday, two o'clock at Stanbaugh against Duquesne. Penguins trying to go to three and for the first time in a couple years, Tim. Oh,